Hello and welcome to the TechMap podcast where technology meets marketing, advertising and PR. In this week's episode, we're talking to Simon Daniels from global conference company Handsome Wade all about marketing automation. Simon's been involved in using data to drive marketing performance for a number of years and he's agreed to come on and talk to us about his experiences and share some insights, some ideas and best practice. So let's get on with the show. So hi, Simon, why don't we start off by you introducing who you are and some of your experiences? Certainly. So I'm Simon Daniels, Head of Marketing Operations at a uh, commercial conference production company called Handsome Wade. Um, that basically means that I have responsibility for the uh, data systems and processes across the marketing and sales function here. In terms of my overall background, I, I started off in, in what was called uh, database marketing, so very much uh, using data to drive marketing activity. That role then evolved through CRM and program management into a number of uh, what became known as marketing operations roles within the, the tech sector and, uh, and enterprise software. And then I worked independently for a, a few years advising organizations around marketing automation and uh, selecting data-driven marketing technology solutions, um, which has uh, brought me back to uh, a marketing operations role where I am today. Pretty fair to say you know, you know your way around a database and data-driven marketing based on that level of experience. I- I like to think so, yeah. <laughs> Good. I'm glad that you do because that's one of the reasons why we invited you to speak at our conference and to join us today as well. So it's that data-driven, it's that automation space that we're interested in in digging into a little bit. And, and obviously, new technologies are coming along all of the time that are changing the shape of, of marketing. How do you think that a- automation has had an impact on the marketing environment? Well, m- marketing is, in many regards, the, the, the last holdout of automation uh, across the enterprise. Um, so in, in some regards, the, the function is being dragged, kicking and screaming a little bit down that route. Obviously, there's a strong uh, sort of creativity versus data or, or data-driven uh, mindset with, within marketing, although I think that the argument is, is, is largely one that, that a, a data-driven approach is, is the right one, even, uh, even when it comes to creativity. Um, how how, how so do you mean? So is that using data then to inform creative decision making? Is that what you mean? Yeah, in, in part. You know, even if it comes down to things like, you know, if it's copy or, crea- or, or, uh, or imagery or, um, you know, how information should be presented, then uh, things like testing and experimentation as, as well as um, looking at uh, response rates and so on can, can help inform all of those things. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll be the first person to say that, that you know, creativity is crucial to marketing uh, and certainly wouldn't take that away. What, one of the problems that marketing has always had is its lack of accountability. Um, you know, it's, it's a good joke and, 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 a, and, a, and a slightly hackneyed one to, 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 to roll out the old 50% of my marketing or advertising spend is wasted, I don't know which half. But, but really, that's just not good enough. And although we will probably never get to a point where we can necessarily track every penny or cent, we, we certainly need to do a lot better than, than we have been traditionally. Um, and so I think that's, that's where automation can, uh, can help. So is, is, it then, is it then the holy grail for marketers? It is automation providing the visibility and the transparency around exactly what is working, what is driving my marketing performance, or, or is there still some way to go until we've got that complete view of what's happening? 
Well, automation is, of course, just technology, um, and, and no, no technology solution uh, resolves any, any issue by itself. So, you know, we'll, we'll probably come on to talk about it in a bit more detail, but uh, a marketing automation platform is exactly that. It, it is the, the basis on which to move forward, but it creates the framework. Um, and, and crucially, what, um, what these, these systems enable is the end-to-end closed-loop monitoring of marketing activity so that, you know, right from the initial planning through execution to, to response management and so on, everything can be tracked and, and joined up so that th- those results can be mapped back. Just buying a, a technology platform isn't going to make that happen by, by some sort of magic process. Well, that, that's interesting because I was going to ask you, is automation plug and play? Is it just I buy a copy or a license for Eloqua or Marketo, turn it on and suddenly I'll start to see results come in? Or do you have to, is there a much deeper planning exercise required before you decide which um, platform to adopt and then how to actually get your marketing team using that platform effectively? Well, certainly the process of, of choosing a platform is, is one that requires careful consideration. As I mentioned, it, it, this is actually what I spent some time doing when I was working independently, was, was helping organizations to choose their, their technology platforms. Because while on the face of it, um, things like Eloqua or Marketo and, and Pardot and, and many others can appear um, very homogenous and, and very similar to each other, that's not the case. Um, and there's a number of factors across the functionality and integration and enterprise support and so on that mean they may or may not be um, suitable to a, a, a given um, organization's requirements. So certainly careful selection in the first place is, is crucial. But then what, once you've got the platform, no, it, it's absolutely not the case that um, simply switching it on will solve all your problems. I mean, for the first, in the first instance, the integration considerations need to be carefully thought through. Everyone will tell you systems connect easily and, and seamlessly, but it, it's not that simple. Don't, don't get me wrong, it, it's no, no kind of massive IT undertaking involving you know, custom coding and all the rest of it, but it, it just requires thought and, and planning. Um, so don't, don't be too taken in by the, the sales pitch. Mm. Um, but then beyond that, there's just a whole range of, of other considerations. What, what one aspect of marketing automation is that by, you know, by its nature, um, it, uh, in automating marketing activity, speeds up the pace of that activity. And so you suddenly find that uh, you need a, a great deal more content to kind of feed the marketing automation beast, if you like. Now, that's good in the sense that you're speaking to your uh, prospects and customers and, and to your market and you're keeping in touch and, and hopefully driving segmented communications and uh, much more customized communications. Um, but you do need a, a kind of a content uh, machine behind that to, uh, to to keep up with it. Otherwise, you, you, you run out of things to say. Well, that's interesting um, because it, when you say you're speeding up the process, I suppose if you get it right, you, you should be speeding up the, the results and getting a, a greater return. But if you get it wrong, you get hmm. the content wrong or you get that process flow wrong perhaps then perhaps you're also speeding up the failure. Yeah, absolutely. I, I guess, again, it's the old saw of you know, automation can, can simply you know, automate a bad process and you, you just do all the wrong things faster. Um, so <laughs> uh, clear, clearly that, that's not the approach that, uh, that you want to be taking. 
So that's interesting. So, so process is pretty key to getting a, an automation platform firing on all cylinders then. So, so yeah. then let's look at that in a little bit more detail. How do you define, what sort of exercises do you go through to define the right processes that will help you then to set up your automation platform effectively? Well, I suppose this is where the uh, the area of, of sales and marketing integration comes in, and, and there's you know an awful lot being being said about that. But essentially, I, I think it's a it's a case of looking at existing processes. So if you've got um, lead processes and lead allocation, lead assignment, um, you know, look at those those processes as they exist and and um, determine you know whether they are fit for purpose or, or whether any modifications are needed. But one aspect of, of automation, you know, particularly in the business-to-business business space, I suppose, is, is things like lead definition uh, and lead quality. You know, again, what, one of the, the grind, grinding points between sales and market is um, you know, creating too many leads, but they're not sufficient quality or not enough leads. And so a, a key part of the process is, is understanding what, what those factors are. Mm. Um, and then putting that into the into the system uh, as it's deployed. So it sounds to me as though it's a people first approach. Whether you're going with the technology solution or not, you've got to understand the people and the processes behind the objectives that you're trying to achieve. And then to understand what that means, certainly that integration point between sales and marketing, which which was a, obviously is always a big topic area within the B two B marketing space, isn't it? That's right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and as with any system deployment, there always has to be um, consideration given to the what's in it for me aspect, particularly for, for sales, um, because, you know, they, they have the position of having great clarity over their role. Um, and so you know, they're obviously they're about engaging with their market and, and selling um, anything which is an impediment to that is, is very easy for, for them to, to push back on. And so, if a if a if a system isn't isn't meeting their requirements, then they're, they're just not going to engage with it. Within marketing, um, it's it's almost less black and white. Um, you know, marketers have got to get campaigns out of the door. They've got to to execute on those. They've got to collect responses and so on. So, they'll, they'll marketers will always kind of do whatever it takes to achieve that. But the risk that you run there is is just massive inefficiency or ineffectiveness. If, if the processes aren't right, mm. um, a lack of, of adoption of, of leading practice and, and the way the way you want things to be done, um, if it's too difficult or too onerous or what have you. Got you. So designing the process and the setup to fit the, the people within the business and how they want to use it is quite key. So, so that mm. kind of leads me on to a question, and you mentioned it earlier around integrating automation with other technology. So sometimes it's it's easy to think that automation and CRM might be a similar thing or should be the same solution, but they're not. And often you have to plug in different technologies for that to, to get that one single view, don't you? So what's your experience been with, let's say, uh, plugging in an, um, an automation to a CRM, like a, 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 an Eloquent or a Salesforce, for example? And is that necessary? Yes, it, it, it basically is necessary. The, the, the systems are quite different and um, perform their own distinct function it it depends it, to, to use the the old response of, of the consultant um, <laughs> clearly different different situations have different requirements but you know if if you're talking about um, a classic b2b or enterprise sales and, and marketing type model with uh, you know campaigns demand gen and then 
pipeline management and uh, and, and the, the, the typical sales process, then you, you're going to need both of those kinds of systems. So some of the marketing automation solutions are really built to work alongside a CRM. They, they almost don't work, particularly from a data management point of view. Without a CRM, uh, it, it's almost like, you know, a, a, a one of those kind of like third wheel things you can attach to the back of a bicycle for a, for a child. Um, it, it works great with a with a bicycle, but it, it completely doesn't work by itself. Got you. Um, and so that that's the kind of interoperability between the two and the, the kind of symbiotic relationship. Um, so so that definitely needs to be to be thought through. You know, if you're just doing sort of campaigning and maybe uh, lead gen to push into a channel. Then you might not need a CRM system, but but if if you do have a sales team, then you know what the marketing automation systems don't do in any meaningful usable sense is contact management and uh, interaction management and you know, note taking and reminders and all these kinds of things. That's just not what they do. Because there's, there's a natural overlap there, isn't it? Because what you're yeah. aiming to achieve with a CRM is a single view of your customer and, and all of your interactions yeah. with that customer. And obviously, if you're using an automation platform to support that, then it's useful to tie that data back into the CRM. So do you think, because there has been some consolidation in the automation market, mm. hasn't there? Do you think that yeah. we'll see that becoming those two parts becoming ever closer? So obviously... Um, Salesforce bought Exact Target that bought Pardot, and so that's now one ecosystem. Yeah. So, do you think we'll see that with other platforms as well? Because of the dominance of Salesforce.com in the CRM or what I refer to call Salesforce automation market, um, the other marketing automation platforms are always going to have to work with Salesforce.com and vice versa. So, the, there's, there isn't going to be a great deal more sort of consolidation in that respect, I don't think. I don't see Salesforce, you know, buying Marketo or anything like that. Um, certainly, Oracle would love everyone to stop using Salesforce.com and start using Oracle Sales Cloud uh, alongside Eloqua, um, a.k.a. Um, Oracle Marketing Cloud. Mm. Um, and, you know, Greenfield, um, like I say, if you sit down and, and work out your requirements, and particularly if you are an enterprise in, in environment and, and you're, you, you know, you're heavily embedded with Oracle, then that might be a direction to go in. But you, if, if you're using Salesforce.com already, then you know, looking at Pardot or you know, any of the solutions that, that integrate with it uh, makes, makes perfect sense. The, the, the systems do connect together very well. Um, the APIs and the, the interconnectivity is, is, is pretty good and pretty robust. What it does require, though, as, as I've been saying, really, is just very careful thought as to how to set up those integrations um, because it's not a sort of, by and large, out of the box. They don't work on the basis of just like, 100% synchronization of data between the two platforms. Um, so that, and that's partly to do with efficiency of data transfer and so on, um, and, and just what's necessary. Um, but, uh, you know, I've seen instances where data is not being refreshed that you expect to be refreshed or um, other, other issues that are, are as a result of just not having quite thought through every eventuality. So it, it just requires some, some careful thought to, um, to, to, to figure that out. Um, chief, chief among which also is what is the overall data governance, if you like, 
Um, in other words, which system is, is the primary? You know, where do your prospects sit? Where do your customers sit? Mm. Are the two systems synchronized completely or you know, do they hold mutually exclusive sets of data? And there's, there's benefits and considerations across all of that. And that's what needs to be thought through as part of an implementation. Interesting. So from my point of view, what we are often talking about is the idea of trying to get that single source of the truth. And so having that sort of primary lead database, owning all of that data uh, within the CRM seems to make sense from my perspective. But you're saying there that sometimes that may not be the case. But I, I guess that's ties back into business objectives and the processes you've got to deal with sales leads or, or effectively. Mm. Yeah, that's right. I mean, you know, without going to, into huge, huge amounts of detail, um, the point is that if you have a set of prospect data, say, say you're doing lead gen activity, top of funnel type, type stuff, uh, doing inbound response and data collection on your website, that, that information will probably come into your marketing automation solution. Now, this, this is everyone from, you know, tire kickers, web visitors, white paper downloaders, and they may easily qualify out at a very early stage. So from a data management point of view, um, there's just no point pushing all of that data necessarily directly to your CRM system. You know, your salespeople may never look at it, may never see it, may never need to. So there's just no point doing that. At the point where a lead qualifies and gets pushed into your CRM, then um, you know, that's the point where it may exist in both platforms. Now, where that happens, that data should be in lockstep, and you should retain that single view um, of the truth because uh, the data is synchronized together. So it's never a case that you've got different views, and that's kind of the beauty of these systems. You know, in other environments where there are multiple siloed systems that hold data on the same customers and, and aren't connected, you know, that's where you have that single customer view nightmare. Mm. Um, the, the beauty of, of these modern marketing automation um, and, and Salesforce automation platforms is that they do work together. Um, and so you should only have one view of a, a customer or a prospect, but it's just the thought that goes into when is the data shared and exactly what data is shared. I mean, mm. for instance, you know, where I am now, we're almost oversharing between our marketing automation and our CRM so that we end up with far too much data in our CRM. And that just leads to very practical considerations of data storage and um, the cost of, of that uh, and, and uh, so on mm. um, that, that, again, just, just need to be considered. Otherwise, it, it kind of gets away from you. So it's so really interesting is what you're saying what I'm hearing anyway is automation is a, is a good way to nurture early stage leads until they get to a stage where they're qualified, ready to hand over to sales, at which point they become a CRM contact. And that's where it becomes into the Salesforce automation rather than marketing automation, um, yeah. which is a very interesting way of looking at that. So, Simon, are there any other top tips you are prepared to share with our listeners for what to do when thinking about implementing a marketing automation solution? Yes, of course. Um, you mentioned whiteboarding and I'm a big fan of that get the right people uh, around a whiteboard and, and map out those processes um, if listeners aren't familiar with the concept of swim lanes within uh, flowcharts then go and uh, look that up it's a great way of, of separating out who does what within a process which can really help to, uh, to clarify that um, probably though the other really critical thing we haven't really touched on is data um, again, what marketing automation is not going to do automatically is uh, fix your data. 
Um, normally, um, an organization will have a, an existing database or an existing set of data. So careful thought needs to be given to how that will be migrated into a, a new system or populated into a, a marketing automation system uh, that's being connected to, say, uh, an existing CRM. Um, and there's all sorts of considerations around that from just the structure of the data as well as aspects of data quality um, as well as, as where um, uh, prospects and customer data is actually coming from. Um, that, that then also leads into another a big area which is um, personas, um, buyer personas or what have you. Um, and again, it's, it's, a, it's a big topic, but essentially it's, it's the idea of understanding who your target audience is um, at a fairly deep level um, so that content and messaging can be orientated around those, those particular personas. And that, that then fits into the segmentation and customization mm. that marketing automation makes possible. Um, so that's a, a really sort of uh, crucial um, aspect as well. Um, if we had time, uh, I would love to deep dive on both of those topics. Yeah, I, I think sure. it's quite interesting that we've got to, I think, around half an hour of talking about automation, and we've only really just started to touch on data, which I think sure. reinforces the idea that data is, is not the starting point. It's looking at the process. It's looking at the business strategies and the challenges that you're trying to answer uh, in the first place, which I think is really, really, really insightful takeaway from this um, this session so simon look, th thanks so much for spending the time to introduce your expertise and what you've been up to and, and share some top tips and insights for us i know it's going to be a good uh, conversation on the 15th of september when you join Looking us forward. yeah i think that's going to be great and, and i'm going to be i'm going to listen back to this a few times and come up with some taxing questions for you on the night <laughs> so be ready i'll be prepared yeah. <laughs> good man well look, thanks again for uh, joining us uh, simon and we'll see you on the 15th till then thanks very much Thank you for listening to the TechMap podcast. If you'd like to find out more or hear more from Simon Daniels, why not join us in London on the 15th of September for our TechMap event all about CRM and marketing automation. Our sponsors, Bullhorn, will be buying a few beers that evening too. So uh, join us and be entertained and educated at the same time. To find out more, go to www.thisistechmap.com or go to meetup.com forward slash TechMap. Thanks very much and see you again soon.